welcome to a brand new episode of the Popcorn Real Podcast with me, Omar Moore, your Prince of Popcorn. On this brand new episode, my review of the new film, The Woman King, directed by Gina Prince-Bythewood, starring Viola Davis. Plus, a look back to films that were playing this summer in your local movie theater. Plus, also a look ahead to some of the films coming up in this award season. And a look at some of the films playing at the Toronto International Film Festival, which is now ongoing in the month of September. All of that coming up next on this brand new edition of the Popcorn Reel Podcast. with her speech from the movie The Woman King, a sensationally good film directed by Gina Prince-Bythewood. And I really do recommend this film very highly indeed. I was very pleased with what went down on the big screen for two hours and 14 minutes of your time. It's well worth it. The Woman King is sumptuous. It is visceral. It is beautiful. It is absolutely lovely to look at and a compelling uh, compelling experience on the big screen. If you watch it in IMAX, it's, it will blow your mind. The Woman King, which centers um, an all-woman army on the African continent, particularly, specifically, rather, in West Africa in 1823. And this is actually based on true events. It was an all-female army that defeated uh, a male army, uh, a rival army, um, the Oyo, and uh, defeated them well and soundly. It was a staggering, staggering achievement. And uh, if you know anything about African history, you know that there are many uh, female-led armies. Um, you can look back to Queen Nzinga way back, um, victorious, I think, in some of the battles that she fought in her dynasty. Uh, the woman king, I think, brings you a fully an immersive, fully immersive Afrocentric consciousness and it also tackles not just the battles against rival, rival empires or rival uh, countries dealing that that um, that are threatening the uh, the uh, the Dahomey and the land of the Dahomey. It also deals with um, enslavement and imperialism and dealing with European enslavers, white enslavers, and colonizers. There's a lot to take on in the film, but I think that. Uh, Gina Prince-Bythewood gets the balance right here. And also the writing 
Um, I think it's not bad at all from Maria Bello, the actress. That's right, the actor Maria, Maria Bello. And Dana Stevens as well, um, who I think make it work. I think their screenplay is not bad at all. They manage to weave in a romance as well. And I think it just about works, I think. And the pacing of the film is pretty good as well. Terrilyn and Shropshire with the editing. At first, I was concerned about whether the pacing would be able to sustain itself. We get thrown into the story about a uh, kingdom that is in jeopardy. Um, the king led, uh, played, I should say, by John Boyega, he of the Star Wars films, um, is really at a vulnerable point in its history. And the king is trying to preserve order. And sometimes he's able to do so. He plays this role, John Boyega, with a sense of confidence and also a bit of comedy on the side as well. But it's all very subtle. And I love the way he plays this character. The real stars in this film are Violet Davis. And not only Violet Davis, who is superb as Ninochka, who is the leader warrior in a very, very competent army of women who do their bit more than adequately. They are excellent warriors in battle. The actual hero uh, and the really uh, great performers in this film, aside from Viola Davis, is Tuso Mbedi. Uh, she plays a significant role in this film, and her character's evolution is very special and quite moving, as is most of this film. I found this movie to be a very moving, joyous, uplifting and also very visceral experience in the in the movie theater, and it's cinema at its finest. I really do love the way this film was executed. I thought that the direction of the film was very good as well. I think that the different paces and changes of speed um, are just about there. At times, I was wondering about that, but I do think that uh, Terrilyn Shropshire got the temperature right eventually there, and it took a time. It took a little bit of time for the film to come into its own. But once you get to the half hour, 40 minute mark, you really do get the sense that this film is weaving itself together well. The elements are there. The characters are embedded into you. The storytelling is working its way into your mind and in your heart. And the actors perform very well indeed. Again, I am a very big fan of this film. Tusa Mbedi, I thought was fantastic. And I think she will definitely be nominated for an Oscar for supporting work. Viola Davis will get an Oscar nomination as well for Best Actress. I have no doubt about that. And I expect that this film will get nominated for a number of other Oscars, including Best Picture and Best Director and Best Costume Design and Best Editing. That is what I expect out of The Woman King. Probably six Oscar nominations here for this one. And by the way, Terrence Blanche's uh, score is pretty darn good as well. So I, I love the color. I love the brightness. You see this female army with their bodies glistening and their dark-skinned women. That's something you don't see in Hollywood films very often. Black women who are not only black women, but dark-skinned black women and looking as beautiful as we all know they are. And I just love the fact that Gina Prince-Bythewood did this film and the actors were able to do what they did and do it so well and... You know, I, I just love the film. I, I can't really say much more than that. I won't give anything away. I would like for you to not leave before the end of the end credits. So stay through the end credits because there will be one more scene. Uh, it's a brief scene, but it will be one more scene during the end credits run. 
So be sure not to miss out on that. I will tell you that. That's probably the only so-called spoiler alert there is from me. But I must say to you, it's a film, The Woman King, that I will see again this weekend. That's right. I will see it again. That is how much I liked The Woman King. And I believe you will too. That's my review of The Woman King, which stars Viola Davis. It also stars, as I said before, Tuso Mbele, who I thought was magnificent. It also stars Lashana Lynch, Sheila Atim, and John Boyega, amongst others. A Warrior Becomes a Legend. This film is based on true events. The Woman King, which is now in theaters across the United States and Canada, if not beyond there as well. You must see this film and see it immediately. Welcome back to the Popcorn Real Podcast with me, your Prince of Popcorn, Omar Moore. And I must admit that during the last few months, the hiatus for this podcast, I've not seen a tremendous amount of films. But one of the films I did see was Top Gun. I believe I talked about that. The Tom Cruise film, which was a smash hit this summer. A fantastically well done film directed by Joseph Kaczynski about uh, Maverick, of course. Pete Maverick, the man who really could have gone on to bigger and better things, but decided to train a new bunch of recruits, the world's best, for flight service and piloting in the air. And Jordan Peele's film, Nope, a film that I actually liked a whole lot more than a lot of people did. I think that it showed a pretty pretty darn good vision, a brand new vision from Jordan Peele, something that actually uh, is deeper, I think, in some ways than a lot of his other work. Uh, Both Get Out and Us, to me, lack the depth that this film, that actually this film inhibits and and actually exhibits, I should say. Um, One of the things about Nope that I liked was the ability of the director to push the uh, the the uh, the realms of the screen, and I think IMAX is a very key instrument, a key format here for Jordan Peele, who I think hadn't really worked in IMAX before prior to this particular work that he did. Nope, of course, was about an extraterrestrial or at least otherworldly force dictating affairs in a remote area of the West. And the film, I think, uh, takes on a lot of significance in that way. It it has a mystery riddle type quality to it. And the performances, I think, are just about right. Particularly good in the film here was uh, Kiki Palmer playing the sister of the Daniel Kaluuya character. And I liked what she did. She kept the film on edge. She kept the the, uh, imbalance of the film I think quite well, because I do think that Nope is a very imbalanced film, not because it's poor, but because it's actually intriguing and interesting to me. Um, The film takes you places where you don't expect the film to go, and it can be something that keeps you on edge and off balance, which I think Nope does very well. You're not quite sure where to land with the film, but the film knows what it's doing. It just takes you to very... Uh, different places than what you'd expect a Jordan Peele film to take you to. And I like that departure from him in Nope. And so for me, I like the film. I, I don't think it's as good as his previous work, but I do think there's a depth to this particular film that was lacking in his previous two films, if that makes sense. I also found the film 
Leo Grand to be quite good as well. This is a film that um, is available on Hulu now for streaming, but was also in theaters. And, and it was called Good Luck to You, Leo, Bra- Leo Grand. And it stars Emma Thompson as a shy, very much closeted woman who would like to expand her sex life and her horizons. And she meets her match, <laughs> and does she ever meet her match, in a gigolo who ends up schooling her on the finer arts of love and sex and companionship. Not that she wouldn't know what those things were, but definitely I think she makes it very clear that she needs some help with it all. And I think it is quite funny. This is a film that's played as a comedy, but there are some moments of seriousness. But sometimes those moments seem to make it, they seem to be so outsized. O-U-T-S-I-Z-E-D. They seem to be much larger than the balance and the tonality of the film itself. And so the rhythm gets uh, kicked out of out of whack at times with I Love You, excuse me, with, with uh, Good Luck to You, Leo Grand. But I do think that the film is worth watching. There's a lot of fun and humor in it. And there are, as I said, the serious moments in the film. Emma Thompson, I think, is very good indeed. And certainly puts herself in a very vulnerable place in the film. And um, it's definitely one that I would watch. I don't know if I'd go and watch this in the theater because I saw this on Hulu, streamed. And I do think that it's one that's worth uh, your while at home. I think that's probably best where this film sits best. It's kind of that kind of film. It's a rated movie rated R for full frontal nudity um, and uh, some also some language as well. It's billed as a sex comedy from, from the, the UK. It is directed by Sophie Hyde and written by Katie Brand. And Emma Thompson and Daryl McCormick is the man who stars as the gigolo. Now, he is a black man. He, he, he's a light, lighter-skinned, lighter-complected black man. Emma Thompson is white. And the racial differences don't really play into this film because the film doesn't really talk about them. Although there's opportunities where the film, I think, could and should have. There's moments in dialogue where Emma Thompson is saying, well, you know, what do you, you know, tell me a bit more about you. And he really doesn't. The character who um, is named Leo in the film that Darren McCormick plays, they don't really explore some of that. And I found that that, that would have been so much more interesting had they done so. But... They did not. They stayed away from that, did Katie Brand in her writing and Sophie Hyde in her directing. But the film is enjoyable. And I do think uh, it's a film that does try to be honest about sex and the shortcomings around it, as well as the ability of human beings to connect. And that's what the film to me is ultimately about, connection and the lack thereof. The way not only to be connecting with another human being, but the way to connect with yourself. And I think the Emma Thompson character goes through that journey. And I think that that's what the film really at its core is about. Good luck to you, Leo Grand. In some ways, the title is a little bit off for what the film is really about. But the point being that I think that the character Leo Grand at some point, I think, does become an important character in the film. Although I wish that more had been explored about him beyond some of the surface things that we get to see. Still, I think it's a worthwhile experience and you can stream this film now on Hulu as well as get it on DVD and I believe Blu-ray as well.
So there are a lot of movies, a lot of movies. It's that time of year now. For the next four months, from this month of September through the end of the year, that would be December, four months of movies as the award season really swings underway and gets underway in earnest right now. And I have to say, I told you about the Woman King, which I think will be odds-on nominated for Oscars when the time comes early next year. And I think that the film will be a blockbuster hit as well. You must go out and see The Woman King. It is highly recommended by yours truly. But I also think that there are a number of other films you've got to watch out for. And certainly one of them is Tar. I believe that's how it's pronounced, but maybe not Tar. Um, it's directed by none other than, um, and I just forget his name at the moment, but it is directed by uh, Todd Field just remembered his name in the nick of time, who also directed such films as Little Children. You may remember that one from 2006. And Tara is starring, is stars uh, Kate Blanchett, who plays a music composer. And she goes through all kinds of things in this film. And I won't say anything more about it than that, uh, other than to play you this trailer. Now, you have to watch the trailer to really appreciate what you are about to hear. Here's the thing. Time is the essential piece of interpretation. You cannot start without me. I start the clock. However, unlike a clock, sometimes my second hand stops, which means time stops. Tar is in theaters across the United States and Canada on October 7th. That is some kind of film. And that trailer you have to watch and it's available on YouTube. And by the way, you can see it, I think, at, uh, on the website, on the Twitter page, at T-A-R-M-O-V-I-E. That is where you can watch the trailer. You can also watch it on my Twitter page, at the popcorn r-e-e-l that is some kind of experience to watch that uh, 100 seconds really 99 seconds of trailer that is fantastic stuff and i think kate blanchett who plays this composer as i mentioned is going to probably uh, at the very minimum be up for an oscar nomination for a best actress and, and she may well end up winning uh, um, and you really have to watch that trailer 
And again, the movie opens on October the 7th is directed by Todd Field. You may remember that Todd Field, in addition to directing the film Little Children, was also an actor in Stanley Kubrick's last film, Eyes Wide Shut, his final movie, of course, as you know, from 1999. So that is Tar. That's one of the films that you should be watching out for this award season, as well as The Woman King. I do like both of these films, and I will talk more about Tar when the time comes, and certainly Kate Blanchett's performance in it. And of course, there is uh, one or two other films I want to get to. One of them is the film Till, and it is about not just Emmett Till, but Mamie Lee Till, the mother of Emmett Till. Now, you remember, those of you who know your history, know that in 1955, Emmett Till was brutally murdered and lynched and tortured by a group of white men in Mississippi. And this all stemmed from a white woman who had uh, falsely accused Emmett Till of sassing her. And that just never really happened at all. And for that lie, Emmett Till paid with his life and dearly. And so Till, the movie, directed by Chinonue Choku, who directed the film um, several years ago called Clemency, which featured and starred Alfre Woodard, directs this film and it has a lot of passion to it. And I really would um, urge you to watch it when it comes out. That film also comes out next month. That would be the month of October. And now I'm going to play you the trailer for that film. I got a letter today from Auntie Lizzie. She said Bo's been working the fields. Oh. <laughs> I can't imagine. Oh, he just doesn't understand how different things are in Mississippi. Are you listening? Yes. Be small down there. Like this? Emmett never thought anything would happen to him. He just wanted to go on vacation and have fun with his cousins. But if my son could just get his feet back onto the Chicago soil, he'd be one happy kid. I don't know why I said that. what a mother knows. The first thing I noticed when I became a mother was that my hands were busy all the time. My hand knew him with my eyes closed. Just like I know his laughter in a crowded room. It's the same thing when you know all of someone. This was my boy, Emmett Till. The body of Emmett Lewis Hill has been found dead. Can I at least just fix him up a bit? No. They have to see it for themselves. You tell me, Mamie. How is risking your life going to help you? Those pictures of your son change people's lives. I can't look, Mamie. We have to. The lynching of my son has shown me what happens to any of us anywhere in the world had better be
be the business of us all. October for Till, and it's a film that I think you'll have to see. You really do, and you can watch that trailer at the Twitter handle Till Movie. That's T I double L Movie on Twitter. Watch the trailer there. You can also watch it on my Twitter handle at the Popcorn R E E L Till. It's a film directed by Jinoe Chuku. And it stars a number of uh, actors, including Whoopi Goldberg, who is one of the producers on the movie as well. And I um, can't wait to see this one. This also comes out in October. It's called Till. And um, I do think that it's well going to be well worth your while to watch this one. So that is another film I would like for you to watch out for this coming um, uh, October. And there are this coming award season as well. And there's a couple of others too to look out for. Triangle of Sadness, which won the uh, Cannes Film Festival Award for uh, Palm d'Or, the best picture of the Cannes Film Festival. And it stars Woody Harrelson. Uh, you have to watch Triangle of Sadness. It's supposed to be a very gross experience. It's a satire about the rich and the um, debauched. That's basically all you need to know about that. So that one you might want to look out for as well. Also, Don't Worry Darling, which is directed by Olivia Wilde, featuring Harry Styles and a number of actors. That's another film that's coming down the pike. And there are a number of others as well. Amsterdam as well is coming, featuring a, a cast that includes uh, John David Washington, Christian Bale, um, Anna Taylor-Joy, and Chris Rock, no less. And uh, I think I may have mentioned his name twice. Um, but there's a lot of people in that film you might want to see that. Um, and so there's so many others. There's also a film about Whitney Houston coming out later on this year called I Want to Dance with Somebody. And I would have liked to have that had that title changed to something else. You know, like Love Will Save the Day. Maybe that would have been a better title for it. I don't know. You could have probably titled that movie and with other Whitney Houston songs that we've had better, better titles, but hey, that was the decision that was made. So that's another film to look out for as well. Also, David Bowie's, uh, the documentary by David, uh, or documentary rather about David Bowie called Moon Age Daydream, directed by Brett Morgan, who's done a lot of terrific documentaries in the past. That film is coming very, very soon. In fact, it's opening this weekend in various places across the country. IMAX perhaps would be your best bet to see that in a kaleidoscope of color. Moon Age Daydream. That's actually one of David Bowie's songs. And that's the name of Brett Morgan's documentary about David Bowie, which opens this weekend. So I hope that you get a chance to see that. When I return on the Popcorn Reel podcast, one last segment, I'll be talking about some of the films that you can see at the Toronto International Film Festival right now. The Toronto International Film Festival is in full flow and there's always lots to see 
in Toronto at this time of year. And my goodness, this year is no exception at all. So many different films to see. And I'm sure that you'll get to see some of these over the next few weeks and months, including the film The Whale, which is much talked about right now, starring Brendan Fraser as a reclusive English professor. It's supposed to be a very good film with an excellent performance by Brendan Fraser, who really transforms himself in this movie. So that's one of the films that's being shown. There's also a documentary on Sidney Poitier, who passed away back in January of this year. Reginald Hudlin directs that documentary, The Facets of Sidney Poitier. That will be one to watch. It will be very interesting indeed. Certainly would like to see how that one goes. By the way, The Whale is directed by Darren Aronofsky, who, of course, brought you such films as The Wrestler and brought you such films as Requiem for a Dream, among others. So that's one to look out for. The Inspection, directed by Elegance Bratton. That one is also one to look out for. A man who joins the the Marine Corps in the United States. He goes through trials and tribulations in doing so. And... Um, I won't really go anything any further than that, but that's one of the films that you can watch out for as well. That's currently showing at the Toronto International Film Festival. There's so many movies, as I've said, that are, are there right now. And um, you really could get lost in them. There's one called The End of Sex, directed by Sean Garrity. The Fablemans, which is Steven Spielberg's latest film, um, dubbed one of his most personal films to date. Um, there's also a film by Sam Mendes called Empire of Light, which is really a tribute to cinema and the movies at large. So, you know, there are there are a number of films. Martin McDonough's film, The Banshees of Inisherin, uh, of course, starring Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson, who worked with Martin McDonough before in the film In Bruges, which was actually quite an entertaining movie. Uh, there's so many films, so many movies that will be at and still are at the Toronto International Film Festival. So certainly a lot there for people to watch, a lot for you to see and ogle, as there are tremendous amounts of movies there. Always, uh, always, always films to watch at the Toronto International Film Festival. Goodness gracious, I didn't even get to a whole load of films there that um, you can see. Well, if you want to know more about the Toronto International Film Festival and what's on offer there, and Lord have mercy, there is so much on offer, including a documentary on Tupac Shakur as well. I think Reginald Hudlin may have directed that as well. And if uh, whomever it was, there's so much going on at this film festival. And so you will want to uh, take note of it. And if you are in Toronto, I hope you are enjoying this festival. There's just so much to see. There's also a documentary uh, by Sasha Jenkins entitled Louis Armstrong's Black and Blues. Fantastic stuff. All kinds of films and documentaries to watch. And I can go on and on and on about that. You have to take a look for yourself and just see. Um, there are so many things going on there at the Toronto International Film Festival, which is in full flow right now. And I think it ends sometime next week or maybe the end of this weekend. But anyway, um, you do have to get out and check that out if you can. Um, so much going on and uh, lots of stuff to ponder and watch in that one as well. So stick out, stick up, stick up. Uh, by the way, the um, st stick around for that if you can, if you're 
Um, if you're up in Toronto, I hope you get to see a lot of these films. By the way, Dear Mama is the documentary about Tupac Shakur, and it's not directed by Reginald Hudlin. It's directed by Alan Hughes, one of the Hughes brothers, of course, who directed the film Menace to Society and Dead Presidents, among others. So there we go. Lots to see at the Toronto International and um, my goodness me, there's an endless amount. There's also a documentary on Buffy, Buffy St. Marie called Carry It On, a legendary uh, singer. We know Buffy St. Marie from the 1960s. And so lots, lots, lots and lots more to see at the Toronto International Film Festival. So that is really all um, on this edition of the Popcorn Reel podcast. I hope that you are well and I hope you have enjoyed listening to this episode. Don't forget lots of movies to ogle and to watch and I'm sure that you will. And this particular time of year is my favorite time of year from this month of September right through the end of the year through December. My favorite type of time of year for movies because that's where and this is where it's all happening. All the very best film releases come out this time of year from September through December. Lots to see, lots to process and enjoy. And I hope you did enjoy this particular episode of the Popcorn Real Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at the Popcorn R-E-E-L. And you can subscribe to the Popcorn Real YouTube channel go to youtube.com and type in the word popcorn reel that's popcorn r-e-e-l and you will find the channel subscribe to it please there's lots of audio commentaries full length feature audio commentaries to movies the most recent one i've put up is the film is for the film phantom thread which was directed by paul thomas anderson i did a, an audio commentary feature length audio commentary for the film just a few uh, days ago now and you can watch and listen watch the film and then listen listen to my audio commentary all the way through sync it up and you can listen and you can do that thanks to the popcorn reel youtube channel so please do that lots going on and obviously please subscribe to this podcast as well at the popcorn reel podcast available on apple and numerous other platforms Thank you very much indeed for listening to this edition of the Popcorn Real Podcast. I'm Omar Moore. And until next time, from the Prince of Popcorn, see you at the movies.